Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, happy Monday. A little cloudy out there, but this should brighten your day up. We're hanging out with Lori and the one and only Brittany Witch. Thanks for joining us today, Brittany. Yes, I'm happy to be here. The energy. Everything, the, the everything. fashion, the lights, the drapery, <laughs> everything. It's just so nice. Oh, gosh. Well, uh, Grant, let's start with you. What's well, your weekend claim to fame? Weekend claim to fame is you and I have another thing in common oh, there, man. Lori. I caught the old dreadful norovirus, I believe is Noro? how you, Norovirus, excuse me, uh, this past week. Mm-mm. Got real sick, but I uh, won't get too much into detail with that. Yeah. The one thing I finally did get to do on Sunday once I started feeling together, I put together two patio chairs, count them. Two. Two patio chairs. When you're that sick, though, that's a huge accomplishment. When you finally start feeling better and you don't have your energy back. Yeah. Like, that's like a Mount Everest moment. Yeah. Oh, it was. You, like, pose next to them, take pictures. People wash your hands. All I can say is this is, <laughs> the CDC put out a, th- a thing about this virus. There is an outbreak currently right now. Of, it of norovirus? And, uh, yes, of the norovirus. So, please, wash your hands. Be safe. It, I don't wish this upon anyone even someone you don't like even my worst enemy i don't it's a terrible it's mm -hmm. it's beyond food poisoning it's beyond the flu it's more contagious than the flu Uh, and it involves things that we don't need to talk about on the radio that's right yeah so uh, it's pretty pretty humiliating you kind of want to die you do yeah you kind of want to die you're like oh god this death would be better i mean that's how miserable you are yeah i am very happy to be here with you guys having fun taking in the energy like you said yeah you missed all the excitement grant you missed the Getting the cure tickets, which took the whole three hours of El Burrito Mercado. It involved an engineer, a promotion staff, some people from the audience. I love hearing you guys out there. Uh, that was really fun. I listened to quite a bit of that show. And it, it was and fun. I was so jealous because I was driving around starving and knowing that you guys were at El Burrito Mercado. Mm. I was just the levels of jealousy. Yeah. And they make, um, they have like a, it's like a, quesadilla meets burrito thing oh oh lordy that is good Heck yeah and, uh, yeah it's just now this week uh we're gonna be at the gay 90s which on is thursday also i con- yeah. i don't know if it's so funny because it's always a little bit go do should we see the gay 90s in the daylight i've never seen Me it too. in the daylight yeah. but I'm- i would be very excited to know <laughs> Well, and I think that the gay 90s might have uh, done some refurbishment like yeah. every place did during COVID. Maybe they got some PPE money. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, replace things. I know. I think the last time that I was in there was um, Julie and I. Thank you. We did. Uh, we, we judged uh, a contest. I love the gay the, 90s, but yeah. I just haven't been Business. since. Like, yeah. I, God, I've been forever. First half is one of those ones, let me tell you, you don't want to see in the daytime. Oh, they've repainted it in there. It's, it's just not as glamorous as you no, think. When I it's know. full of people. Right, but the you black haven't paint. been there since they've redone it, have you? Yes, I have. Oh, you have? Yeah, because okay. I went to um, a baby oh, yeah, Taylor Swift party. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you realize it's kind of daytime. <laughs> it was super daytime, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I had to change the baby on, there was no changing table, so it was just that like 
ridge that they have near the makeup and you yeah. wonder what's yeah. also been on this ridge. Right, right. But the gay night is going to be so much fun. That's Thursday, right? Thursday. And then you have the Chan in the next, Chan yes. Dinner Theater the next Thursday. And, uh, yeah, summer, why can't summer go as slow as winter? I couldn't agree I more. <laughs> it's already June 12th. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it How feels like fall today, too. Yeah. So, bleh. Um, yeah, well, I guess my weekend claim to famous that I went to, uh, Casey and I went to our friends, Gene and Dix, over in Hudson. And when we left our house, it was 80 degrees. And uh, by the time we got there, and as the day went, it became fall. Oh, gosh. It got so cold. Yes. I was just like, was this I yesterday was in the wind or Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh, wow. Isn't that I dress wild? for one thing and it's completely different weather. It's and like- it changed like that. It's like, doesn't it? It's like back in your Duluth days where yeah, you're I like know. going near the water towards yeah. back up and you're like, I'm sweating. Hill, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cold. Exactly. Yeah. Every, yeah, when you live in Duluth, you always have a blanket in your car. Exactly. And a coat. Um, I went to three graduation parties this weekend. <laughs> Whoa. I've got a lot of notes for food. Uh, no, it was actually really good, really fun. Um, and like you went to the actual ceremony or just the party? The parties. Okay. Good. I would. Not I barely no. want to go to go-go's in 18 yeah, years. Right, like, right. no. Yeah, I went to the parties. Super fun. A blast. Um, all different vibes. But it was, it's just fun to see. You know, everybody always talks such crap about the next generation. But I love I love talking to teens. I love oh, hearing gosh. about their exciting stuff yes. and how where they're going and all the stuff. And I just, it makes me really optimistic when yeah. I talk to kiddos. And they're so much smarter yeah. than Absolutely. the lazy kids of the 70s and 80s. <laughs> I know. I mean, really and truly, they are so smart. They uh, are. And I find myself to every grad party doing the same thing that all the older people did to me. And I laughed at them. Now, these four years are going to be the best four years of life, and they're going to go so fast. Now, 20 years later, I graduated from college. Now, yeah. I mean, it's like, you're yeah. right, though. It goes fast, and I, I find myself telling them, just enjoy it. Have fun. And I was like, now I'm that guy telling them to enjoy the moment. My big question is cool. always, did you pick your roommate or not? You know, And then once they say, if they say random, I say, that's the way to go. Oh, do random. God, you guys really get, I mean, all I want to know is what is the fun stuff they're going to do this summer before they go to college? <laughs> That's a great question. What, what's the fun? Great what's the fun and plan? Then, um, yeah, I guess I usually ask if they're going to work this summer or hang yeah, out or yeah, whatever. But yeah, I just, I just, I, I get excited for them and it's definitely, it, you hear so much negative about people like oh these kids are always on their phone they're so social they'll they'll talk your ear off they're they're lovely Hmm. i i did see a i i don't know how old the person was but um texting and walking which is illegal in downtown chicago (laughs) really i saw someone do that and i saw a lady almost get hit by a truck because she walked on the green turn arrow and the truck was up so high i don't think he saw this person oh, yeah and she's just walking along and uh oh, out of his i mean i was just like oh, i know that's terrifying oh are you mm-hmm. walking across a busy street looking down at your phone that's i mean terrifying yeah 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 and the luckily the driver slammed on his brakes if somebody's walking next to me and they're on their phone i try to steer them into walking into a pole <laughs> because they kind of trust in you you know so you just kind of like lean see keep going happens. left and see yeah, if you can yeah, get yeah, them to yeah. go into a pole and it's 
so amusing. But they do give you tickets um, in for, Chicago. In Chicago, and they also give you tickets for jaywalking in Vegas, and oh, yeah. you have to play on the spot. Oh, dang. Oh, our engineers I like here. Got you know, there's not that many places that you can still cross the street, but there are a few where, where you're not on the, the, the race bridge. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And we were broadcasting from Planet Hollywood, and there's a street crossing there, and an engineer that was with us on one of our live broadcasts jaywalked uh-huh. and on the other side of the street got an immediate ticket and had to pay it had to give a credit card there's no mailing of a summons because they know no one's it's gonna, gonna no. show up or pay <laughs> and you, yeah he had to pay on and, the spot on the spot I because like so many people i think like just leave three, and go yeah no like 300 people a year get killed in vegas Oh. Um, walking, not with the signs, and apparently Chicago has a good rate of collisions too. Well, Vegas, it's you have to work really hard to ignore the fact that you shouldn't be walking there. It feels very against the grain. <laughs> right. Like it is good not point. like you know crossing a street here in Minneapolis right. or St. Paul. Yeah. It's like what are you doing? There's like a plant that looks rigid in the middle that you're going to have to like <laughs> yeah. get over. It's that seems to me. Well deserved. Yeah. Well, it's just a thing. Yeah. Just for the newbies who are going. Yeah. But that yeah. is funny that they're like, we know you're going to leave. And then I would do the same thing. Like, when's the next time I'm really going to yeah, Vegas? Yeah. Right. Am I'm I? Not paying All, right. All right. Listen. Um, uh, thank you, Brittany, for filling in oh, today. Anytime. And Grant, it's good to have you back. Julia will be back tomorrow. And when we come back, it's their story we can't get enough of. Hey everyone, it's Lori here for MSP Airport, both Terminal 1 and Terminal 2. But I want to tell you guys about um, a new program at Terminal 2 this summer. It's a test program. It's called MSP Reserve. So if you do not have TSA pre-check and you get kind of stressed out about what's the line going to be, particularly in the morning as uh, Terminal 2 is very, very busy, you can book through MSP Reserve and you just go to MSPAirport.com and you uh, you book a space in line for a time so that you don't have to be stressed out about it. You book it as early as one week before your flight. You put your flight details, the date, the number of people traveling. It'll give you your available times. And at the airport, you get a QR. I mean, before you go, you'll get a QR code scan and then you go to that spot. Is that brilliant or what? That's actually amazing. I know. So it's a test program, MSP Airport, called MSP Reserve Terminal 2. That was one of the highlights of the Tony Awards last night is they had, uh, you know, because they'd reached an agreement with the Writers Guild to stage the show, but it wasn't good. No script. And it was going to be heavy on musical performances. And even though Beautiful Noise, the Neil Diamond Musical wasn't nominated, in fact, got quite bad reviews. <laughs> but one of the highlights was when the guy who plays Neil Diamond comes out and you have all these Broadway people just doing the sing-along That's to really Sweet Caroline. Fun. That was that was really a highlight. Um, the unscripted opening, Ariana DeBose uh, was the host again, and she... You know, it was really a cool opening. It was uh, it was this extravagant dance number that took um, Ariana and a group of dancers from the dressing room at the palace to this gorgeous Art Deco lobby to into the theater itself. And at one point, she hurls herself from the top of the stairs. I had to rewind it and watch watch it again. She threw herself 
into the art. I mean, this the athleticism yeah. of the dancing. That it, is crazy. It was really, really fun. The show was closed by um, um, Funny Girl, and so Leah Michelle, Michelle and yeah. I'd asked Julia what song would the number B, because we knew Funny Girl, the cast was going to close it. And what'd you guess? Don't rain on my parade. And that, in fact, was the number. Good guess, Julia. Yeah, and so it was not eligible for any awards, but that that was really fun. I thought, um, I I thought, um, there were two really great speeches, and I watched it this morning, because sometimes, like... Into the Woods, I knew I did not want to see that musical number from Into the Woods. I need to fast forward. Now, have you ever seen Into the Woods, yes. the musical? You're just not I that into it. I saw the movie, too. You're not that into it. The movie's terrible. The movie's Meryl terrible, and, yes. Um, I saw it, too. Uh, just horrible. Yeah. But anyway, I knew there'd be stuff I wanted to uh, fast forward. And Michael Arden, who won the direction of a musical, I want to say it's Parade, but I'm not sure if that was the musical, but... He was, he had a bleeped out speech that was instantly iconic. He said, (laughs) growing up, I was called the F word, you know, the slur for gay, more times than I could remember. And all I can say now is I'm a bleep with a Tony. And then he said, (laughs) that that was uh, pretty good. And then Tony uh, winner Alex Newell was very, she said, thank you for seeing me, Broadway. I should not be up here as a queer, non-binary, fat Black little baby from Massachusetts who anyone thinks they can't do it. You can do anything you put your mind to. So there were and a couple other very inspirational speeches. The award show was up uh, 2%. It nice. reached 4.3 up over last year. Yeah. The streaming That's numbers great. were up like 15%. That's good. Yeah. And um, so it was just, you know, it was just heavy performances and which is good I, I to was, celebrate broadway that's a good way to go about it and the two you know there was a, a best actor in a play mm-hmm. uh it was jody comer up against jessica chastain and, Ooh, and, she, and i heard that jessica chastain wanted that bad oh yeah and I, she's going for her egot is that the well, big she, thing yeah i mean she's an academy award winner and she made a broadway comeback and got two tony them but anyway jody comer won oh she for did a, uh, one woman show called prima fascia okay prima fascia it's a legal term. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. But I was disappointed. But we posted the red carpet. Uh, Lupito Nyong'o had like hennaed 
curls on her shaved head, and then she had like a molten breastplate on. Oh, is that the silver? The silver thing. So there's some cool fashion. Um, Do people usually, because you watch the Tonys, you've watched them more consistently than I have. Do people usually do pretty daring fashion at the Tonys? It's, yeah, they dress up. It's their Oscar. No, but I mean, like, compared to the Oscars, do they go more daring? More theatrical. More, more, you know. Yeah, a little over the top in a fun way. Yeah, yeah, in in a fun way. So it was, you know, I always kind of look at the Tony Awards as go, well, if I'm going to New York, I wonder what, I get a little peek of what's. Yeah, what's on Broadway and stuff. So or hopefully some will be off Broadway and get for a little cheaper. Yeah, which good stories you want to follow up on? Yeah, so that was fun. But look at I, I loved, I really loved what Jessica Chastain wore. I absolutely hated her hair. Okay, yeah, that would just be. But I loved, I loved the sunshine yellow Gucci gown, and um, you know, anyway, that was kind of fun. Now Aaron Rodgers. Was there and why? that set the Twitterverse on fire? Yeah, why? That's all I saw. He was, so with, funny. A, he was with a New York uh, teammate, CJ Azuma. Yeah, and maybe it's something you know that that guy knows people, or maybe he was like, okay, now that I'm New York player, this is what I do. I rub elbows. That's right. He's like, I'm going to get some endorsements eventually, so yeah. I better be rubbing elbows. You know, this is a uh, yeah. This is I don't know. I I just think you know he arrived with his. Uh, teammate and but he was like he, way up front oh yeah i know it was just weird it was, it was very weird it was. i do i'm with you jessica chastain's outfit is beautiful, beautiful. and the little cape thing yeah, it's, it's, yeah that's a gucci oh it's gorgeous yeah but maybe um she just didn't have time to do her hair <laughs> i don't think her hair is as bad it's mm-hmm. nondescript i would yeah. say that it's hidden for how beautiful her hair is yeah you're right she could do better yeah um, and then also Samuel Jackson's face um, when he didn't win and the other guy won. He just, I just, like the camera just got him. He's like, yeah, brother. I know. And then just like, oh, yeah, I should be clapping. Oh, yeah. And I guess he's very good in um, uh, Fences, which is uh, August Wilson. I think it's Fences that he was in. I might be getting the play name wrong, but it's a revival. Okay. And I think, uh, you know, maybe they've, Maybe Denzel won for that. So, you know, who knows? They were awarding a lot of new shows. Um, yeah, it it sounds like uh, an epic night. Did Was it hard watching uh, Leah Michelle sing, knowing that that should have been what you guys saw the performance oh, of? Oh, I, 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 said, I told Casey, I said, I had to listen to Beanie Feldstein sing this Don't Rain <laughs> on My Parade, and I didn't believe for a second anything she was singing. The only thing I would have done different about that show is that they gave a Lifetime Achievement to um, um, Joel Gray and um, Candor. I'm trying to think of what his first name is. They gave it to him. Uh, they did it in the pre-show that aired on Pluto. I mean, you know, these guys yeah. are responsible for cabaret. and Give it to them during the show. You and I feel strongly about that. It's like when they took out those awards and the Oscars and yeah. we said, knock that off. No, no. Here's the thing. They cut out so many, like, scripted things. Why can't we just have those? Why couldn't we just recognize these two legends? I mean, Joel Gray, 91 years old. That was, he was featured on CBS Sunday morning. Oh, that that would have been nice. By the way, the piano lesson, Samuel L. Jackson. And it's got David, John David Washington, I believe is the son Mm -hmm. of Denzel, Denzel is is in in this with him. So that'd be one to see on Broadway. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. 
Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. We have been working with you for years, but we've never really talked about prenups. Give us the lowdown. Well, a prenup in the state of Minnesota is also called an anti-nuptial. So if you hear that, they're talking about the same thing as a prenup. Um, I encourage a lot of people to consider getting them, whether you have a ton of assets or little assets. It makes everything much more streamlined. You know what you're entering into. You've got your agreements in place if you get divorced in the future. They also address what you will do with your assets in the event of death. So it really helps for estate planning and it really just helps for the future to avoid disputes. I love that. Okay, so but what about a postnup? Postnuptial agreements are simply agreements that people who are already legally married enter into that again will also address what would happen to their assets in the event of divorce or in the event of death. So again, these really can help streamline the process in the future. Great information and for your free one-hour divorce consultation, go to trustorlaw.com or use my tech keyword divorce. How happy were you that uh, Taylor broke up with the guy? I had about 14 different texts. You did, okay. <laughs> One in a group chat where we're like, should we celebrate this? Yeah. Like, there were some popping bottles. Not so much me, but I we I opened the LaCroix. I was elated. <laughs> yeah. It was a real problematic moment. A glimpse, a, a little, gli- just a tiny little moment of... Really, Taylor? Really, Taylor? Taylor? This really? guy? Please stop. Well, I'm she, not even a fan, like a diehard fan like you. And I was like, really, Taylor? Really, really? Taylor? Yeah, I know. Oh. Well, she canceled her membership at Casa Cipriani, the private members only club where there were photos taken of her and Matt Healy ah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, apparently private. a couple, it's a no camera. Yeah, they were filming policy. Um, yeah. And so two Two members, no, three members got kicked out, and two are permanent suspensions. Ooh. <laughs> and so, What's the difference between kicked out and I permanent know. suspension? No picture or video? Well, you were just kicked out, like, maybe for a week. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, like, what, what, what was the discretion of what they did versus the ones that got kicked out versus the ones that just got the suspension, you know? Uh, like, maybe mm, the harassing. ones who got kicked out are the ones who mm. sold the photos to page six. There you go. That's yeah. a little bit more egregious than maybe just... Telling people she's there or whatever. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, uh, Julie and I went one time to, is it called Sunset Tower? Anyway, we went uh, to this uh, VIP thing. I can. It's right on Sunset Boulevard in L.A. I can't think of what the name of it is, but we went with a friend who is a member, and Julia immediately got out her phone because she wanted to take a picture of the famous people that were getting drinks, and a person w- was right over right away, you no photos and my friend was like oh yeah, yeah, yeah you can't even have your photos you can't even have your phone in your hand i'm surprised they don't take your phone i mean that's what they did yeah. at the dave Chappelle yeah. um stand up over at first half, i think they when people ours. pay like you know whatever you pay several thousand dollars to remember people want to have their phone and they would like to be trusted not to use it yeah that yeah. makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. i like the word trusted yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> well it didn't get far did yeah it? she was like oh i'm sorry i forgot you can't we can't even have our phones in our hand you know nothing no. she said and that's part of it it's making everyone here is paying attention to each other because nobody's distracted by their phones i love that yeah um, all right, so you're happy about that. I'm happy about that. We are what a week and a half away. Well, well I'd say Four, almost two weeks. Two weeks. 
We're, I'm going in a week from Friday, so yeah. there's the countdown because I'm going to Taylor Swift trivia on Thursday. Okay, very Just, good. You'll clean up there. I'm I, sure you're going to win multiple prizes. I'm bringing a 16 year old that lives down the street who's a huge Swifty, okay, and so, so she's going to do some of the earlier stuff because mm-hmm. she's got that unlock. And yeah. Um, yeah, I'll do 1989 and beyond. And, so. and where is Taylor Swift trivia? Um, gosh, it's some some brewery, mm. one of those like family-esque breweries All that right. they have food there, so it'll be fun. Okay, Grant, I saved this for you because you were gone Yeah, when we got the news that pro wrestling villain, oh, villain. Iron Sheik, yes. died at 81. And I just have to tell you, I know my 80s wrestling because my boyfriend was a fanatic, mm-hmm. <laughs> a fanatic about the WWE, yeah. and he used to... And another guy used to carry our friend Rick, who worked for CCO. They would be his two, his plus two camera. Yeah, thing, yeah, And yeah, they yeah. would go to the mat. So I just know all this yeah. stuff. Just kind of, it, you've been around it enough. Yeah, yeah. but the Iron Sheik, he was, and then he lay, he became very popular on Twitter. Huge, mm-hmm. tw- solid Twitter, Twitter follow. Very solid. Yeah, so were you, how would you feel about getting that news? Well, I mean, again, his reign, you know, he was champion in 83, and yes. that was the big thing, and, and he lost that a few months later to Hulk Hogan in 84. I was more a little bit after that, but his, his um, what his impact on the WWE was it was unbelievable. It lasted forever. So the biggest thing that got me was just that I didn't realize at the time, you know, now that I've gone back to watch it, that he was like the first villain. Yes, he was you know, the and, first and when you villain. say villain, I was, yeah, I was like, wow. And I didn't, you know, he came out spitting on Americans, spitting on the American flag, but he created this whole theatrical side to wrestling that blew up even more after that. Yeah, he yeah. loved being this bombastic guy and his he grew up in a small village in Iran where he embraced embraced wrestling as a kid. And during his pro wrestling career, he would have the curled boots and use the camel clutch. The camel clutch, that was his finishing move. His finishing move. Basically take from behind, you'd grab their face and pull their face as far back as they can, so it's like their head hits at the back of their spine. The camel clutch. <laughs> and um, Oh, my God. And then he also would rile up the crowds because he's a real anti-American uh, persona and uh, rhetoric, and he was with this other guy who was the Soviet villain, Nikolai. Yes. <laughs> and um, he had this ongoing rivalry with Hulk Hogan, and it, uh, it kind of helped Hulk Hogan become yes. the hero mm-hmm. of the wrestling world. And his early career in professional wrestling took him to Minnesota, where he trained with Vern Gagne. Vern Mound. There you go. And he t- won the 1971 AAU Greco-Roman national title at 180 pounds for the Minnesota Wrestling Club. Yeah. According to the National Wrestling Which Hall means of Fame. that's outside of what WWE does. Yes. That's true Greco-Roman or traditional wrestling. I mean, so this guy was not only your theatrical wrestler. I don't mean to put it like yes, that. But, but he, he was, was a, a real wrestler. real wrestler at the same time. Yes. Yeah. So I don't want to say real. That's horrible because they're yeah. all real athletes. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. But yeah. I mean, he did. I mean, yeah. yeah. He, played, he took the sport to every level. Yeah. And he also built the long running rivalry with the guy, Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Who was the American hero. And he oh. later, later teamed with Sergeant Slaughter as Colonel Mustafa. Yeah. And that's, like you said, the biggest thing, like when he made Hogan a hero, is because he became this villain that everybody hated, but yet they loved to hate him. So when Hulk Hogan came in and beat him, it was just a few months after this win in 83. He won it in 84 at WrestleMania. 
it brought the popularity of not only Exploded. Hulk Hogan, it brought like, hey, we've got this new guy that can take on the villain that everybody hates, just like Sergeant Slaughter. And then they paired him up. I mean, beautiful writing. Yeah. Well, he was a gold medalist in 1971. And in a documentary about his life called The Sheik, mm-hmm. he said he became attracted to wrestling as a teen and as a grappler in the Iranian army. I was married to the wrestling man because I was so much in love with the sport. In the documentary, he said he once served as a bodyguard for the Shavaran, and as a pref, as a pro wrestler, he, he acknowledged he took advantage of the anti-Iranian sentiment following the hostage crisis. He said, "I, I was my, I, I had to establish my character, my gimmick, and that yeah. was it." Yeah. And of course, wrestler turned actor Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who used the term jabroni yep. to yep. insult his <laughs> ring opponents, has credited the Iron Sheik. With making it famous in wrestling circles. Yes. That's so cool. So, and, and what age did he pass? 81. 81 yeah. And I think oh. that movie or that TV show, The Young Rock, had it had featured the Iron mm-hmm. Sheik as a reoccurring it character. Did. Yes. Yeah, Every so. wrestler to this day can go back and pay homage to him for the idea of, I mean, a lot of guys did their shtick beforehand, but he truly took the shtick and made it like, I'm not going to be what everybody wants me to yeah. be. I'm going to be what everybody doesn't, doesn't want me to want. be. And they're still going to love me for yeah. it. It's it's pretty unique what he did. Yeah. So anyway, I was like I mean, sitting on that. I was like, I, Julia's not going to He like perf- know any of this. perfected the heel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The jabroni. The jabroni. The jabroni. <laughs> oh, God. I just remember yeah. my brothers, because I had three brothers, two of them step, would go around jabroni. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. What, oh. are you, what are you calling me? Like. Do you know what The Rock is cooking? I'm like, yeah. what? Leave this me same alone. High, this same boyfriend of mine bulldogged me to the carpet, and that's when I got my first <laughs> broken toe, my oh. baby toe. See, was, what is it with wrestlers where they always want to put you in a wrestling move? Because my had a stepbrother, yeah. Dan. Yeah. He would go around the house, mm-hmm. and there was seven of us all, seven of us kids, Yeah. and he would want to put us in wrestling moves all the time. And one time I curled up in a ball because he was coming for me, and he gave himself a black eye on my knee. knee. And then he had to go to school the next day. And they, of course, everyone found out that his little sister gave him a black eye. Oh. And the pain that I continued to receive that year until. Well, I learned a valuable lesson. You can't wrestle on shag carpeting because when you get pulled back oh, to the carpet, yeah. your toe might just stay behind oh. as you're getting thrown down. And I was a willing participant. I wanted to be bulldogged and bulldogged, you know, just for fun. Oh, of course. You know, but then I, all of a sudden, my pinky toe is like oh. out on the side oh. of my foot. Did you have to go in for it or did you yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, I went in and the doctor was like, this is going to hurt. And he just, oh. Look at you like a champion. Here, just a little idea of what the rock meant by jabronis. I found okay. him saying it. And as The Rock looks at all four of you jabronis with tears rolling down your cheeks and rolling down your legs. <laughs> what? What? Oh, you heard him. The Rock says he's gonna gather up all the gold coins you guys won and in front of the millions. And millions. Now he 
he goes on yeah. and on with his yeah. shtick from that. But right. the jabronis the is classic. Opera. I mean, yeah. the funny thing is, I mean, of course, there's actual athleticism and stuff. Yeah. But the buildup is all soap opera. Mm-hmm. It's, it's beautiful. Hour, you know, there's an it's hour beautiful. of buildup. Yeah. There's this talking to each other. This is what I'm going to do to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. I don't watch it as a Gorgeous ad- George. That's another wrestler. <laughs> it is gorgeous. And I met Ric Flair once at an IHOP in Florida because my goofy boyfriend's like sweating profusely. I'm like, what is going on? Rick, Rick Flair is right over there in the other booth. I've got to go say hi. I go, well, let's go say hi. Yeah. You know? You're like, let's do this. Let's do That's it. So cool. I can show him my broken toe. Right. <laughs> All right. Listen, when we come back, um, we have, um, well, we have two of Atlanta's OGs who are in the clubhouse uh, last night with Andy Cohen. We got two little things that they're going to weigh in on that you might appreciate. Hey, the Sam Smith uh, tickets. I just had Brittany listen to the Sam Smith Madonna song, Volga. Volga. Oh, from that release. On Friday. Yes, yeah. yes. It's a... Uh, thumbs up, thumbs Yeah, it's a bass-heavy dance song that I think is going to get a lot of play. We're not sure about the Madonna rap part. We're a little lyric. thrown off when she says banana. Yeah, um, I'm, going to, I'm going to split your banana. No, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, but whatever. It, 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 it hits. It, it I hits. like it. Yeah. Okay, so um, uh, Real Housewife of Atlanta OG Cherie Whitfield was in the clubhouse last night with a former... Uh, Atlanta housewife, um, Portia, who Portia, though, is she was on an ultimate girls trip, the one to Thailand. Yes, yes. And I had a problem. She was a little bit of a, just kind of a jerk, to, especially to Candace, because uh, her friend, uh, oh, my gosh, the one who's always mean to Candace on Potomac, who's one of the main ones, the Green Eyed Bandits. Um, anyways, one of the main girls on who's mean to was kind of friends with Portia and they really mean girled Candace. It was yeah. not fun to watch Portia well, be that mean. You said that whole wasn't a good show. Oh, trip. it was terrible. terrible. Yeah. And I watched it all, but it was not, not good. good. So I didn't I'm not, enjoy I'm it. I'm not watching that one, but I did like that Andy asked Cherie about Kim Zolciak. Yeah. And here's what she had to say. What was your reaction to Kim's divorce? I'm assuming that you're in touch with her. I am in touch with her and I was shocked. Yeah, that, you, you were. Know, I'm sorry. You were shocked. I yes, were, I was shocked. Yes, absolutely. I thought her and Croy was going to be forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was really sad for them. They met at your Dancing with the Stars Atlanta <laughs> event. They did. Yes, they did. that is been wild. Great ever since. So I don't. I've been. In what do you think? With her and she's what do you think? Well. She's not what? She's not doing well. No. No, she's taking it really bad. Really oh. hard. And, and and what do you think is the root cause? Would you say? I don't know. I don't know. You're not going to say. You know, <laughs> but you're not going to say. She does know. Absolutely. And we, I mean, there's probably truth to the gambling. Yeah, rumor. I could see that. I watched. Um, On her part, they, she was spotted at a Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. She looks like, I mean, I, I hate to say this, but she's the type that is going to gamble. She, Didn't we see that in the, the her show she had with Corey? Didn't we see them go off to Vegas in an RV and so I watched, watched the, Didn't we see her spend yes. like a hundred grand? And I'm like, lady, your housewife money, not billionaire money. I know. Well, she spends money like crazy. I watched the RV show because that's how bleak it was in the pandemic. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was bleak. Mm-hmm. I watched it and it was hard to watch. They, She is, first off, she's very anxious. And then spends a lot of money 
And she's a lot. She's a lot to be around. I'm watching her. And she wrecked her face. I know. She I wrecked know. her face. She she got a nose job that she looks everybody in the eye. I know. And says, I, nothing, it's contouring, <laughs> and it is a botched nose job. No, you're a thousand percent right. And There's, I yeah. bet that made her anxious. Oh, yeah, there was like a lot. I mean, watching that, if you go back and watch that, you're like, this couple shouldn't make it. Um <laughs> I hope that they are not together. Um, So, yeah, it it was, I I have a feeling that, because she never made a lot of money. No, well, she and Corey had that show, but I mean, by the time she even marries him, he's no longer a football player. No, and so So, she didn't come into that marriage with a lot of money. Big Papa was her big uh, beneficiary, would Mm -hmm. you say? uh, So I don't know why she spends money like she's a trillionaire. Yeah, and. You know, the mass amounts of stuff they'd have. And, and I, I think she's not only a gambler, I think she's an excessive shopper as well. Yeah. So I I don't know. Their finances, we, we all know what it's like when... You're not compatible financially. Right? Are you like, let's... I, I know I don't want to like liken this to an addict, but I kind of do. Because if you're financially then suffering, you're going to have these big blowout fights. You just are. Yeah. And then you have all the chaos of the kids, all of them living back there. Yeah. And then the foreclosure of the house, it's like... And she didn't they have four children in like six years? It was quick. It was very... It was like uh, the olden days, you know, back in the 50s and 60s. Just keep popping them out. When people would just have kid after kid after kid. And it was like, holy crap, that's so that's so much intensity. Yeah. And uh, it, yeah, like all I can say is if she's not on medication, which I believe that she is possibly not, yeah, she might make the list of our dimmest housewives I've ever watched on TV because it's pretty, it's rough watching her and the things she says when they're traveling, you're like, Oh, you have, I can't believe you've made it this far in life. Would you like to hear um, Portia? Yes. I think, I think Candy asked her something about, (laughs) does she have any regrets? Of course, give me one second. Well, you know, and no, it's, she's it's not serious. on. She's not on Atlanta anymore. We should say that, and she has no plan of coming back. So she has. This is her second season of not being on Atlanta. Yes. Here we go. Portia, Layla asks wants to know if there's any part of you that regrets being harsh on Leah and Candace too during your girls' trip. Where do you stand with each of them now? Gosh, when I tell you I can't sleep at night, I want to take this moment and apologize to those guys. Mm-hmm. She's being <laughs> oh. <Man>, funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so sorry. No Where's, my cam- Where's my camera? Where's my camera? You're on your camera. Okay, so wow. no regrets. I'm taking that out. Mm. I mean, Portia is very good at shade. He's very good very at shade. Very good at shade. Very good. I think the problem. So that's the name you're thinking of, Leah. No, I was thinking of. Uh, it's Robin and somebody else who have the podcast. The um, oh. the shady. Oh my gosh, it's going to kill room? me. They have Robin and, um, oh, what is her name? I don't know, but don't go down the name. I won't, I won't. Thing. But she <laughs> um, she was so mean. She didn't like Candace. Her and Candace reasonable, had, Reasonably shady? Yes, yeah. it's one of the reasonable shady ladies. Yeah. Um, they were getting sued Giselle. by Eminem. Yeah, Giselle. This, oh yes. my God, that was killing me. Giselle already had a huge fight with Candace at Potomac that year. It was the, Giselle had accused Candace's husband of these sexual advances that were not true. It was terrible season because of it. It was so inappropriate. 
on Giselle's part. She made these things up yeah. about this poor guy. And um, and it all was very founded that it did not happen or did not happen the way she'd said or she'd made it up in her head. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, they're still my feelings. And I'm like, well, you can't accuse people of this. Yeah. And so it was just mortifying. So she went into that Thailand just having these huge fights with Candace. And so because of that, she had partnered up with Portia and they were just terrible. They were mean. It was un, it was unwatchable. Yeah. And I watched it, of course, because I am a monster. Uh, you know what? But <laughs> even people who are, uh, you know, housewife, you know, super fans were not fans of no. that girl's trip. And no. we're hoping for a better one this next go round, whatever oh. it is. Yes. Well, we're going to see the one where Brandy sexually assaults uh the old Atlanta oh, or the old New Caroline Jersey man. yeah, the which old. is no, the old <laughs> cast member, not the old person. Yeah, right. I, my brain is not cylinder, uh, not shooting on every cylinder here. Cause <laughs> I'm forgetting everybody's name, but I'm excited to see that girl trip. I think that's going to be pretty good. And, Brandy sexually assaulting somebody. Yeah, that seems absolutely believable. I mean, she practically sexually assaults herself when she drinks. She's so... (laughs) He's a gross drunk. She really is a woman who should not (laughs) drink. Did you see that she's on OnlyFans? She made a big announcement that she's on OnlyFans, and she believes believes that she can make $1 million a month when she does OnlyFans this year. I believe that... I believe her. Uh, One million a month? Not a million a month. She'll make a lot of money, though, I bet. Yeah, I think she'll she'll make. I think she'll do well. Not a million a month. But she gives that away quite a bit without the paywall, so... Yeah, but... I agree she'll do well, but I don't think a million. Yeah, probably not. I mean, but this is a woman who, you know, was very out loud, even within her circle of friends when she was married to Eddie Cibrian. That he liked threesomes and they had threesomes on the regular. So yeah. that's unusual. Yeah. She's you know, down so, to experiment mm-hmm. and showcase that. Yeah. And I always thought, oh, Leanne, how, how's Leanne Rhymes going to keep up with that? But maybe it was too many uh, threesomes and that. Because Eddie is sick, stuck with her, with Leanne. I mean, they're together. They seem to be happy and he does get. Uh, jobs acting yeah. jobs here and there i would have to say knowing i don't know eddie at all like personally i've never watched his yeah. show or anything like that but knowing brandy i would have to say she drove the bus on the threesomes i oh, think bet, she probably. was yeah i mean i think he boinked shana shay i think that was one of his side chicks sheena shay sheena shay that's how the vanderpump spinoff happened oh is that how it happened the eddie sibrian affair with her that's what and, I thought. and the um Lisa Vanderpump made Brandy meet with Sheena, and that was the first episode that's, of Vanderpump that's Rules. Right. That that's was right. the first, and it was still. I hate to you how much I use this word. Iconic. <laughs> Worth watching. Thank you. I knew there was a connection. You filled in the blank. All right. Very good. All right. Oh, boy. All right. We'll be back. We'll see you after the top of the hour. <laughs>